Welcome back to Nobody Likes Recruiters. That's all right. Keep it together, keep <laughs> it together, lads. Um, this is a podcast for you or a show for you if you're looking to improve your recruitment, if you uh, you work for a business and you're, you're, you're heading up the recruitment, if you work for a recruitment agency. Stop laughing, we're going to keep it together. We're the professional ones, he is not. That's Steve uh, that's laughing, uh, by the way. So yeah, this podcast for you if you want to improve your, your recruitment. And in this episode today, we're talking about interview do's and don'ts, not from the perspective of a candidate, from the perspective of the person conducting the interview. So um, last episode, we spoke about flexibility and offering that flexibility to candidates where possible. Do you want to elaborate on that? And we'll go back over it and then get the conversation going. <clears throat> yeah, we did indeed. Yeah, I think I think last episode we touched on, on kind of flexibility and the importance of being flexible, particularly in the market at the moment. Yeah. Uh, good candidates are applying for lots of different roles. They've probably got lots of different um, interviews lined up. They have busy schedules. They are working as well. So just be accommodating. You know, it's not, not kind of rocket science, is it? You know, just, just be as accommodating as possible. And, and I always say, remember, you know, recruitment and, and, and interviewing is, is a two-way process. So just as your, um, you know, just as one of the points is assessing the candidate, Candidates who are attending multiple jobs will be assessing you as part of the way. We'll be thinking about, you know, can I work for this person? How am I having a great experience? Um, so I think if you were trying to say what flexibility means in that respect, it's just, I suppose, being open to interviewing outside of office hours. You know, a lot of people sometimes yep. can't get the time off. They don't wish to be dishonest with their employer or lie that they're going to the dentist, that kind of thing. So actually... If you can try and accommodate that individual either on a day, a time, or something that's mutually yep. kind of beneficial or available, and quite a lot that, that could be, you know, we've had some people interview from 8 a.m. in the morning, haven't we, kind of before somebody starts work, it's given the opportunity to get to work. That's a nice you know, time to do an interview. Yeah. Mm, for some if people, you haven't yeah. got kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're rushing around in the morning before. Yeah. But that's a nice time to do an interview because that's when you're at your most. Don't sprightly. always expect them to come in between nine and five. I yeah. Think the biggest thing is. You know, with that, if you're working with the candidate already, if you're constraining to just between the hours of nine to five, I think that shows as you as an employer as well that you're not that flexible. I will only see you between my working hours, and if you can't make that, then it's your your put yourself in the footstep in the in the shoes of the candidate, and just just think about their needs as well. Just you know, what what time works for the candidate best? You know, can you can you come up with a time between you? And I think yeah. you know, considering being considerate to their needs is is important too, really. Definitely. Um, I think there's anything that a recruiter can do in this market, as well as we said, certain industries are more pronounced than others, yeah. where there are just multitude mm. a multitude of opportunities out there for a candidate. Yeah, the, the recruitment, uh, yeah. sorry, the the interview process is, is so so important. But we we speak to candidates, um, you know, a lot of candidates uh, post interview. We always put in the call, don't we, after yeah. just to find out, you know, what what their experience was, how they found the interview. And we we actually get candidates who turn down job opportunities just based on the interview experience, yeah. don't we? You've got an example of that? Like? There's loads, mate. I think the biggest bit is, and probably to context that, is like when you get out, it's all about how they feel coming out of that. You know, mm. I had a, had somebody that went in for an interview. They were crossing over sectors, you know, and this was, this was kind of on last weekend. And, and she come out. And she said, I really wanted that job, you know, 
she wasn't desperate to get out of a current mm. position, but the way that the interviewer made her feel, it was open, it was inviting, they were kind of warm. It wasn't dictatorial in a way. It wasn't just blasted with competency-based mm. questions where it's tell me about a time you've done. They were they gave an environment, ultimately or created an environment to get the best out of that candidate. And for the candidate walked away thinking that's an environment or a place I would actually love to work and yeah. go into every day. That's and nice. you can't kind of underestimate, you know, you know how important that is mm. in your process. That's part of that two two way process, I suppose. Yeah. In the end, isn't it? But on the flip side, Steve, you you had one, didn't you? So the candidate called Steve straight after and said, "I'm really not sure how that went." You know, I, I turned up. And her words, I'll chalk that one down to experience. Yeah, yeah. The first thing that, that's what she said, and she was like, "You know, there was nothing. There was nothing negative. Nobody was rude to me, but there were, were no niceties. I wasn't given the opportunity to ask any questions. I, I didn't really see the office environment. I just got put in a small room, and it was very much one question fired by another question fired by another question, and then you know, thank you for your time. You know, see you later. The person generally <laughs> thought the interviewer disliked her. Yeah, as, as an individual, she she felt there was no build of relationship rapport yeah. and. And that was going to be the line manager and the person that we're going to be working closely together. And that relationship is one of the most important relationships mm-hmm. you can ever have. And I think what was mad to think is she walked out thinking, she knows nothing about me. I know nothing about her. I think she hates me because all she did was blitz questions. And in and, and kind of words, she gave nothing away. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that poker face in an interview yeah. is a good thing anymore. You know, why is it? wrong to give something away or a sign that you're actually yeah. enjoying the conversation or engaging. And, and we get, do you know what? That is, we get, we hear that so much goes, yeah, the interview didn't give much away. Mm. And, and why, but, but it's almost like that is, that is an interviewer's default, right? Mm. I, won't, I won't, I won't give anything away. Yeah. But part of building rapport and building a relationship is, it is actually giving something away as, you know, having those positive indicators. And back from day one, whenever we used to recruit or, you know, phones for you or whenever we held an interview, Regardless of the outcome, we, we had to give, you know, we were always trained to give a really positive experience to whoever we were speaking to, to whoever we were interviewing, um, so that literally they left the interview thinking, oh, do you know what? I'd love to work for that company, regardless of, of kind of how they did. It's a good thing, actually, and I don't think it's something we necessarily plan to talk about, but, you know, it's kind of jumping a few steps, but that kind of closing of the interview, and again, kind of in that interview scenario, um, we've had kind of people that the default that people say is, I'll get back to you in a week's time, or they make up some random timeline yeah. that is completely. I've got ten more interviews. Got ten to more interviews yeah, to yeah. do, and I'm going to get back to you in, yeah. in ten days. And ultimately, it's just a really poor message. Like yeah. you'd be better saying either nothing at all than either don't set an expectation of a time when you're going to get back to him, knowing full well you won't hit that timeline because yeah. straight away the candidate feels demotivated if you haven't called them within 24, 48 hours. You know, give yourself a touch of grace. But I remember one of the kind of the example of that. We had a, a chap who came in, absolutely loved the experience, but he can't say, well, he's got 10 more interviews and he's going to get back to him in, in, in probably in a couple of weeks' time, he said. And he felt deflated by yeah. that because he knew that potentially that was a place he'd like to work in the role he wanted. And he'd got other interviews and offers on the table, but he kind of just felt, well, I don't think yeah. it's going to, not going to be any time soon. So I don't know how where we go from here. So, but What about if that was? That's a tricky one, isn't it, for the... Re- Crucial though, because what about if that was the situation like they did have 10 other people to speak to and, and they want do, to manage expectations? Yeah, and if you do, frame. there's nothing wrong with that. I think you've just got to manage the expectations right. You know, 
we've got a couple more interviews that we're going to be completing and we'll get back to you in two weeks' time. The only thing they've got to be prepared mm. for is the candidate won't, might not be around in two weeks, which yep. is not a problem. You know, if you've got a, a basic candidate you to get through, but you've got to be prepared. It prepared just, it just almost seems like an old school way of thinking as people's default is to give nothing, nothing away to away. the candidate, yeah. to not actually... You know, in in some cases, not not build that rapport just in case, almost trying to hide yeah. what if, if they're giving away too much. And then at the end of the interview, close it off by, I am seeing more people and I'll get back to you in X when, when really the best way is just, you know, really nice to meet you. Thanks a lot for, for your time. Yeah, it's been great to learn a bit more about you. We are seeing a few other people, but I'll be back in touch with feedback mm. as soon as we've concluded. Because yeah. you still wanted yeah. to leave. Positive, positive yeah. yeah, and counting. Yeah. yeah. So in the case we were talking about for Steve's, where the candidate came away thinking, you know, she she wasn't liked, didn't get a great, uh, didn't get a great experience. Actually, you got a call from the client the same day saying, yeah, we loved her. That's I think she'd be great for the role. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's just a mis miscommunication, yeah. isn't it? So, and the candidate, I'm telling the candidate, she didn't know quite what to make of it. She yeah. Of, oh, okay, it's not actually anything <laughs> yeah. indicated that that's the case, but yeah. maybe. We'll go with it, or it's just, mm. you know that excitement level wasn't there. Yeah. Do you know she got out there and gone? That was amazing. I feel like you know buzzing after meeting. Did it? Did it? Yeah. When I make that call, she'd probably be amazing. Like you know, great. When can we get in? So it's it's just kind of you got to make sure you, you kind of treat that candidate, manage mm. that candidate well during the interview <laughs> process. I see. I see. So we've got set up the room here. Now this uh, leads us on to I think a funny anecdote that you have, Lee, in terms of the environment of where you actually interview somebody, which is really really important. It, it is. It is. Yeah. And and you know we could do a whole episode on this, but I always say just. just it's just, funny that you said because it's not really a topic that you would yeah. assume you could do a whole a whole episode on. But it is a topic. Yeah, and I always say, don't we, common sense a little bit with a room. You know, the board table with with five people sitting across one end and the candidate there, it can be intimidating. My example is, you know, and it's probably down to poor organisation, is we back back in the phones for you day, um, a a, a candidate turned up for interview. I'd not pre-booked a meeting room. I was scratching around. The only room left was literally a shoebox size room <laughs> where myself and another recruiter were sat on a knee at one side. <laughs> the candidate was across, literally we were, our noses were, were four or five inches away from each other. <laughs> it was the hottest day of the year, about 28 degrees outside. There wasn't a window in the room and you could you could feel the temperature getting hotter and hotter. You didn't have any air, AC. No air conditioning. <laughs> and I could feel myself getting hotter as the interviewer. So God knows what it was like for the candidate. But I remember reading, I was the third question in, and I just felt a drop of sweat from <laughs> my nose onto the interview sheet. I looked at the candidate. She didn't say anything. I looked at my fellow interviewer and he goes, oh, you're a bit hot there, mate. <laughs> At that point, <laughs> sweat started to take over my top. Yeah, it was just, it was just one of those experiences. Obviously, the candidate would have felt a bit, yeah. <laughs> a bit grossed out by that. At the end, I went to shake, I went to thank the candidate, kind of put my hand out, this sweaty hand, the candidate kind of pulled it away. But yeah, she yeah. definitely didn't have the best, best experience. But that, that's probably a bit more yeah, of yeah. yeah. I think the moral of the story is that yeah. it happens so much where we've all done it, but we've walked around a, a kind of, a building looking for a meeting room yeah and, you know, and I've, been, I've been on the receiving end of that as well like, yeah literally like how did you feel about around. not great yeah. Yeah. taking me around this office where everyone's looking at you like oh that's the <laughs> yeah. new boy yeah and they're like opening doors and going oh no no, no, no. yeah so yeah. you're thinking what like yeah. did you, you know and i've been coming for three weeks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> whatever it is yeah but i think there's i mean that mate there's so many anecdotes i mean we've worked in hospitality don't we and um 
what one of the guy one of the, the the guys decided that it would be a good idea to interview somebody on, on a bed like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he, he opened up one of one of the kind of rooms that uh, the um and the, the kind of unit that he was in and yeah he proceeded to interview him on the bed yep. he saw nothing wrong with that and I mean, it's just it's just mad. It is yeah. that bit of common sense. Actually, an appropriate place to interview to make the candidate feel most at ease to get the best out of them. You know, the boardroom style is just... It's not a double bed. Yeah. It's, it's not a double bed. Yeah, yeah. It's not a double bed. Yeah. And it's not a boardroom, yeah. Yeah, historically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about, like, like, taking them into the actual coal face? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think that's, that's amazing, really. Because... Again, I'll go back to it. It's a two-way process. Candidates are assessing the, the, the interviewer as a potential manager. Um, if they have a good experience, they want to see the working environment, the office environment yeah. as well. And actually just, just taking them It shows you taking a little bit of time and investing a bit of time in the process. You know, agree, these yeah. are the people you could be working with, the office vibe. Yeah, I think a good example of that actually was in, um, when we were working at Phones for You, there was quite a high turnover in the contact mm. centre, wasn't there, at the time? And Quite a lot of people would pass the interview process and they would get into the role and then quite quickly realise that the role might not be not be for them. So what what was kind of done within that was they kind of built an extra 30 minutes into the um, recruitment process or the interview time, so say an hour face-to-face interview. And then they got the um, prospective candidate just to sit in um, with some of the agents on the floor and, and kind of listen, um, listen to a couple couple of calls. Now, I'm not sure how that kind of relates to GDPR these days and all the other kind mm. of and pieces, but I suppose the moral to the story and what it did do was that kind of extra step in the process was not really a great bit, uh, you know, a great deal more time commitment from the um, perspective candidate coming in. But we had people declaring themselves outgoing after listening to the types of calls you deal with. I don't it ain't going to be for me, you yeah. know, and... And that's what it should be all about. Yeah. Your interview process is about trying to ensure that it's the right fit for each other. And that saved them so much time and, and labour turnover down there the line. You go. Um, yeah. Think how much of it, and, and yeah. the, even from the candidate's perspective, you take that job and then you're like, well, this isn't for me. Yeah. And you've got to try and get, you know, you've got to back out mm-hmm. of it after three days. Because no matter how much it saves you so much yeah. hassle. But, no, but, but even the other way around. Customer service yeah. there, and it's taking customer service calls and, you're going to get some calls that are going to be challenging calls and people go, yeah, yeah, it's no problem. You know, I've dealt with that before. But there's different varying degrees depending yeah. on the organisation you work in and the types of calls that you yeah, get exactly. through. So it's just important. But even even the other way around as well, we had some people coming away saying, oh, do you know what? I've heard bad things about phones for you. But actually that extra 30 minutes, the call centre is lovely, you know, really yeah. nice, fresh offices. Yeah. The person I spoke to was really nice. He told me a bit about the, the calls and yeah, yeah it's definitely, definitely I can see myself working there, see where I can. But I've, I've got a good one for phones for you and... Um, it used to get a bit bit ruthless in uh, in recruitment for, for for sales staff out out in the stores. So, and this is you know everything wrong with with an interview. Very very old school. So, I sent a um, sales consultant um, to be interviewed by one of the regional sales directors. And that was a real old school interview. So the first part, they sat him down. They were both sat there, right? You know, nice to meet you. The sales director looked across and said, "Oh, um, um, it doesn't look like you've you've washed your shirt before the interview." So the candidate says, oh, I have. I went out and brought it a brand new shirt. I unpackaged it this morning. The doctor says, well, that's strange because I can see a dirty mark on the, uh, I can see a dirty mark on the collar. And the candidate's like, no, I'm really sorry. I haven't. Fast forward 10 minutes. The candidate's got his shirt off. They're both holding it up to a light. Yeah. The director's like, no, I can definitely see. And it, what pursued him to is a big argument between the candidate oh. and the director about this dirty mark. 
the director sent him home to change his shirt to which the candidate never came back of course. And, you know, that was the end of it but you know that's, didn't somebody once get rejected because he had a brown suit on oh yeah yeah we, you know. <laughs> that was another yeah, one of the yeah. directors I, uh, yeah, yeah anyway. I think I got a rollicking for that sending a candidate forward who turned up in a brown cord, corduroy uh, corduroy suit yeah, yeah that's well that's not something yeah, you, no, that's a different. <laughs> that's also thing you think yeah. to cross with them. Like yeah, yeah. say, okay, you know, dress smartly, but that yeah. seems quite offensive to tell somebody to dress smartly for yeah. an interview. But, but dress is um, a good one you brought up. To to be fair, as right? I think, you know, the other bit is sometimes you get a candidate to come, they'll come suited and booted. You know, sometimes candidates will do that even in this kind of day and age, and yeah. they'll come to an organisation or a business where everyone's dressed as smart casual. And you know, how does that make you feel as a candidate? You know, when you've, you've been that person that's gone to a party that is madly overdressed, you know, for the occasion or, or whatever it is. And again, that can often put a candidate on yeah. the back foot, can't it? You know, mm-hmm. ask the candidate to come in, in a situation where they'd feel comfortable, you know. So if you're smart casual, talk to them to come in smart casual, you know, because, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and then if they choose to wear something... That's on know, them then. That's, that's on them then, yeah. but... It's all about that kind of comfort level and, and, and kind of making him feel, you know, kind of at ease. Yeah. One thing that's quite um, prominent at the moment still, I think, is video interviews. Like everyone's mm-hmm. a little bit more aware of these now. Um, what would you say on very quickly on, on video interviews specifically and in, in doing them? I think for video interviews, you've still got to take the time to prepare in advance. It's still what, what you're trying to, to achieve from a face-to-face interview He's still trying to, to achieve and ascertain from a video interview. And, and lots of people, because it's video, yeah. tend to leave it last minute or don't put the same required thought into it. So they'll think, oh, do you know what? The interview starts at 12 o'clock, right? I'll, I'll, I'll load my computer up at 12. And then the candidate's normally been there for 15 minutes, sat in the lobby before because they're keen. That's a massive deal to them. Yeah. They don't want to make a bad impression. But for some reason, because it's a video interview, it feels, um, like yeah, it feels a bit minute, like yeah. it's more of a last minute, right? Oh, the invitation's popped up on the calendar. Yeah. Um, and you had one, didn't you, um, with yeah. cameras being a bit... Yeah, wonky. I think it, it all, again portrays a professional image of your organization doesn't it i think we had one candidate it was, it was you know a, a kind of senior role within the business and he was interviewed by two of the directors they both decided that they were going to try and share you know the same screen and laptop so they were huddled together but you couldn't quite fit them both you know on the screen yeah kind of correctly one's head was cut off nice. couldn't hear him yeah. and he kind of said you know i can't just so you know i can't actually see you know one of you and so the candidate himself was addressing it, mm. saying, "I don't, I can't quite tell what's going going on here." And he kind of walked away and said, "Do you know it's, it's not for me? Like you know that that kind of, I suppose, level of disorganisation, mm. professionalism, kind of just made him feel, yeah, yeah. That it wasn't going to. It, it might be that way, kind of who's to join join the organisation." So I think to include on that, then it's it's almost like put as much effort into it as you would do if you yeah. insist on doing a video one test yeah. your tech you know as well I think sometimes I know as, 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 mad, <laughs> as mad as it sounds just, just yeah. on that note yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Right. we're all good we're all good <laughs> but yeah I think testing that tech. we got the new sound by the way we got so the new sound fingers this crossed this is going to sound crystal clear <laughs> but yeah it is, it is dead important like you know I think that we've all done that last minute thing where you're jumping yeah. onto a zoom call and all of a sudden, for some reason, your browser's not refreshing. It's something's not kind of working right. And, yeah. and again, it's representing your business and brand. You know, what do you want 
to display to the candidate. Make sure you just just kind of smash it. And I always think as well, we've had a lot of offers that have come from, you know, video interviews are amazing. They're great. You know, they they save a lot of time. Um, But we've had a lot of of companies that have offered candidates solely off a video interview. And then the candidates still felt a bit unsure because really they've then requested, haven't they, to to actually go and meet somebody face to face, go and have a look around the office, go and meet the team. So, so, I always think it's good to to offer that option to somebody, you know, yeah. even if it's, you know, the last stage is an informal visit to the office yeah. and build that into yeah. the process as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So um, moving on then. So types of interviews. Yeah. Now I think there's, you've, you've, out, you've outlined a couple here, biographical, competency-based, uh, motivation and values. Uh, would you say, so they're all very relevant within the interview process. Mm-hmm. So would you, are there certain, um, topics there that you would focus on at different stages so for example are you looking to do a competency one competent are you looking to see how competent the candidate is early doors or is that the time when you actually just want to get to know them i think the important thing is <clears throat> if it is the competency base the company competency base tends to be given an example of or tell me about a time the problem with fully competency-based interviews are a lot of employers forget to do the other bit, the yeah. niceties as well. And if you were to sit down and I was to go, hi, Adam, nice to meet you. Give me an example of when yeah. you've X, Y, and Z. You can you can automatically, if you're not a confident interviewer, you can miss that rapport building stuff as well. Yeah. And it becomes very rigid and yeah. very structured. Transactional. Yeah, yeah. Ve- yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, transactional. Yeah. The biographical bits tend to be around... Uh, you know, looking to do a CV, CV yeah. talking about that. And then, yeah, then there's the other bits around your motivation, your soft skills. Yeah, sorry to interject, but that biographical bit as well, that seems like a good opportunity to me of when you can really build the rapport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. about when you were here. Oh, I yeah. see you lived here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you can build that rapport. I, I went there once. I think as an interviewer as well, I think some of the better interviewers that we've come across is recognising the candidates, I suppose that candidate coming in that's really nervous don't just kick straight in with mm-hmm. your interview. You know, we've often led in and gone, you know, on a candidate that you can recognise as, as, as kind of melting a little bit under the kind yeah. of pressure. Yeah. Well, I saw from your CV that you're really into, you know, hip hop or really yeah. into foul walking or whatever the kind of case may be. And go down that route first, make the candidate feel comfortable. You know, um, we had one of the guys who noticed that, uh, you know, a guy loved to play piano and he was, you know, grade whatever. Oh, I love playing piano, did it. And just... The candidate's waiting to be hit, mm. aren't they? Yeah. The barrage of questions. And depending on what level, you know, yeah. that tends to be sometimes when it's at more the kind of junior level. But just opening them up a little bit and making yeah. them feel at ease is, is kind of really important to picking that stuff off the CV. And I think that's important because there's two sorts of people. There's people who are good at interviews, but might not necessarily be good at the job. You get that a lot in sales. Yeah. You'll see people, you'll see sales CVs where they've done three months here, three months there, three months. And we look and think who's who's employing these people. Yeah. But they're obviously really good at interviewing, but might not necessarily be good at the jobs they're going for. Then there's also people who aren't necessarily great at interviewing because of the nerves, because of the other things, but would be amazing in your organisation. Mm-hmm. And to be a good interviewer, sometimes you've got to see through that and see when you've asked somebody a question and they're struggling a tiny bit, is actually, my, my point is not to trip you up, but to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. So if you're building that rapport and taking it back a step and making them feel comfortable first... It's the best way to get the best out of, of the person you're interviewing yeah. to, isn't it? Because we had a head of Alan D, didn't we? Um, <clears throat> kind of on the business really learn. And you could go through all the competency-based questions in the world and you could get someone that's great answering. And, and her response was, yeah, they were really good. They yeah. answered the questions well. I just want to go for a beer with them. 
Yeah. Because finding out what they're really like is that all-important culture fit. You know, again, you're trying to assess the characters and personalities that can fit in. And sometimes if you just go down that kind of competency route, you know, it, it doesn't always kind of yeah. do that. So it may be that you do a competency-based interview, but then, well, at least I yeah. could have another stage where then you have an informal coffee, meet the team, yeah. or something to try and tease out a bit, that kind of culture culture piece after. And what's that sweet spot in terms of stages? Uh, how many stages should you be doing? <clears throat> so yeah. I would always say, I, I like the two-stage interview process, really. Yeah. No more than three. And if it is three, you know, the thirds are kind of a, could be a coffee and chat or a bit of an informal, yeah. you know, kind of kind of last stage. But just just one more on that interview. The, the one important thing is to have some metrics and measures against yeah. what you're doing. Otherwise, it can be a bit of a, oh yeah, I get on more with you, so I'll, I'll get you the job. It is important, isn't yeah. it, to, to that, blend the different things? Yeah, competencies. Yeah, quite have fun. some metrics and measures, but kind of blend it all in nicely. But that other bit, there is loads of mm. other kind of things to interviews, like you know, presentations, for example. Mm. And I'd probably say. What we saw at one point was a fad of people just doing presentations for presentations' sake yeah. because they felt like that was a robust recruitment process if you get somebody to do a presentation. And mm. I mean, the amount of presentations I've sat through were just dull, but it's generally to do with the subject that, that you've been asked to present on. You know, the typical ones, what would be your first 30, 60, 90 days in the business? Yeah. Where would you start? If you're going to do a presentation, make it engaging for, for kind of both. Um, Mm. candidate and yourself you know make it bespoke to the role make it bespoke to you know what you're looking for something that will, will kind of actually make it quite an engaging yeah. part, part of the process yes yeah, say okay so to conclude then a good yeah. interview so we've got 45 to 90 minutes seems a little bit long for me yeah uh, max two interviews we all agree on that yeah yeah that makes sense right? yeah yeah um a decent structure i.e you know that going back to the different topics Biologic, uh, biological, biographical. Yeah, then you yeah, move on yeah, to more yeah. Your, your yeah. Uh, <clears throat> can't talk. <laughs> How competent the, yeah. the candidate is. Let's put it like yeah. that. And you've got the opportunity to ask questions, and yeah. then potentially, as we've mentioned, a tour of the office, like yeah, warehouse yeah. as well. Is that is yeah. that are we in agreement? Then that's kind yeah. of like the template that will give the guys to to go away with if they if yeah. they need one. One hundred percent. And you've got to remember. If you take one thing away, remember it's a two-way process. They are interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them. As much as you might like to think you're not Alan Sugar, yeah. you know, that's that's an old school way of looking <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah. You know, the purpose of the interview is for you to ascertain who the best person for the job is and to get them on board, to onboard them. Because if you're just ascertaining the best person for the job, but they don't want to work for you, yeah. then you've, you've messed it up, basically. And try and not do that kind of um, the on-the-spot offer. Yeah, end. yeah, yeah. Because that's always something that generally doesn't work out that well. There's that bit right at the very end, you go, I'm going to offer you the job. Like, people can yeah. quite a lot of wait time come away because it is part of a two-way process. They feel under pressure to yeah. answer and they've not been able to take consideration of the experience that they had yeah. during the interview and all this stuff. So... Even if you've really, really liked the candidates, defer it till the next day. You know, yeah. it shows consideration, doesn't it? Because because yeah. the, the candidate's never going to turn the offer down if you make it to them sat there. They're never going to say, no, thanks. They're going to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Thank you. And yeah. then if they don't want to take it, you'll never hear from them again. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really <laughs> yeah, nice little, that's a really nice little bit of advice at the end there. Right. Okay. We'll wrap this up now. Um, give us your thoughts and feedback in the comments. On the under the under the video. Also, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. That was some good insight from the lads there.